What's up, everybody? Josh and Workday J back with the America is Blue podcast. Here to do some previews for the exciting semifinal matchups we got starting today and into tomorrow. And we'll be talking about the final on Sunday after that. So, Jay, Martin, Himmelstein, let's dive right in. Let's not waste any time. We got a huge matchup today. I want to hear your thoughts initially on the Croatians versus the Argentinians. More importantly than the game, happy, happy birthday, my friend. I appreciate it. Happy, happy birthday. Again, man, it's crazy. It's hard to believe that the semifinals are already upon us. Dude, it felt like this thing just started off like a week ago. Uh, Dude, I've been enjoying this World Cup so much. I really don't want it to end and go back to the dumpster fire that was the last few weeks of the Premier League season that we were dealing with. Um, And, dude, it's thus that with two upsets in a World Cup that have been chock full of upsets, we could potentially be seeing Morocco and Croatia in a World Cup final. And it would be another nation to win for the first time. Um, Crazy. I mean, crazy stuff. Dude, it's out. It's completely outrageous. Uh, We've got some huge stars on the pitch today. Uh, None larger than Lionel Messi. But let's talk about the the Argentinian side, uh, you know, second. We got to go to Luka Modric. Now also, again, carving out his legacy as one of the greatest to ever do it. The guy is just unbelievable. Uh, the relentless nature and the no-quit attitude of the Croatians has really seen them through a lot. They've only won one game at the at the World Cup so far. Everything else has been uh, draws, uh, and you know, obviously they advanced twice on uh, on penalties to get to where they are. So this is obviously a very mentally you know strong and tough group. Uh, they are certainly going to be difficult to break down. They're going to give the Argentinians uh, plenty of problems, but. Uh, you know, when you have the greatest player on earth uh, on the other side, that, that you know, we'll hopefully see if he, he meets the challenge. Yeah, again, dude, like most games, this is going to be interesting because you have Argentina. They are without two of their players. Montiel and Acuna are not going to be suiting up due to yellow cards. Um, you have Croatia, who, again, mentally strong, you know, really tough in the midfield, play really strong in the low block, look for countering opportunities. Um, they're also... Have you seen one of these guys punched over, you know, hugging their knees, take trouble, just, just trying to grab a breath, maybe even asking for a sip of water? Dude, these guys just run and run and run and run. And do they never look tired? They're the Energizer bunnies out there. So I feel like this game's going to play out one of two ways. It's either that Croatia is going to be able to withstand the attacking threats of Argentina and play really tight in the, not pack the box, but play really tough in the low box in the midfield give themselves some opportunities moving forward. And if they can outlast the barrage early on, right, if Argentina settles in, and if this gets to 60-plus minutes, I just think that they're going to be the fresher team, and that's when they're going to start to be extremely dangerous. If this thing goes into extra time or PKs, frankly, I think Argentina is in trouble. And on the flip side of this, if Argentina are going to pull this thing out, I feel like they need to get on the score sheet early. They need to get ahead and put this thing out of reach within the first 60 minutes. I don't see them doing, you know, if they end up in a situation similar to what they did with Holland, they were where they come back or it's a nervy finish. They were able to see that one through. I do not see that happening against Croatia. They're just too mentally tough. I mean, every single one of these guys looks like they belong on SEAL Team 6. You know, to your point, I said it earlier, they, they all just look like, 
tactical weapons experts who will, you know, run with 50 pounds on their back, eat a snack, take a deep breath, and then go do the same thing again. Like, I mean, these guys really are just unbelievable athletes. What they've been putting out on the pitch is, is unbelievable. And again, shouts out to Dynamo Zagreb and the players that they're producing and, and pumping into this World Cup because those guys are a problem uh, for real. So uh, couldn't agree with your sentiments uh, more. I think uh, Lionel Messi is going to have to take this game by the scruff of the neck and really have to do something special. I think this is definitely going to be one of those games where there has to be a special moment, whether it's a free kick, whether it's a, a brilliant goal or a brilliant assist. Uh, I don't see this being a shootout by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think it's going to be an open game at all. Uh, I, I think it's going to be very compact and very, very tactical. But uh, if I'm going to jump into the predictions first, I just see this as a 2-1 victory for Argentina. And I'm going to say it's going to be 1-1. They're going to score one in extra time, and it's not going to go to penalties. I have the same score. I have a different result. I just, you know, I don't trust Argentina. I saw them do it in in Copa America. Like I, I saw them be able to get past this stuff and not do it in a in a pretty way. It's not like they look like a dominant team during that tournament, and they still found a way to see it out and do it with some grit. They're playing very similarly here, so I was torn when I was coming up with my prediction. I'm like, this this just reminds me so much of that tournament. They could definitely just pull this out and grind their way through this. But I just, I can't get around the toughness and the energy and what's going on within the Croatian locker room between those players. So I am actually going to go 2-1 Croatia in regular time, and they are going to sink it on a late goal 85th plus minute. I don't hate it. I like your style. I can't say that if that exact thing happens or at least the result would not surprise me in the least. Uh, these these Croatian guys are here for a reason. Uh, they were in the last final. Uh, so they're clearly on a mission and they have the experience and the mental fortitude to to advance. So hat tip to you. I got 2-1 Argentina. You have 2-1 Croatia. Yep. Let's, let's right. flip, it, Next flip it down the line. We have the most the most unbelievable Cinderella story in the history of the World Cup. I don't think that that's hyperbole at all. Uh, this is the, the run that nobody saw coming. What a group of guys. What a fantastic story this is. I think it's fantastic for the game. And it shows that, yeah, again, even in these major, major events, you can actually have a legitimate Cinderella story. And it doesn't have to just be in college sports or just a singular one-time upset. Like, this has showed a continuous process through a major knockout tournament. So it's just this whole scenario is just awesome. That being said, I don't think Morocco has a real chance against France. Uh, but that being said, everybody's been, been writing them off the entire time, and these guys are going to be tough to score against. All very true. Uh, I agree with everything you just said. There's a couple of you know aspects of this game that I just uh, – I'm going to be fascinated by, right? Like, we, we just saw England – and what they did to try to neutralize Kylian Mbappe, right? Like Kyle Walker was on him. He always seemed to have help. They wanted to take Kylian Mbappe out of the game, which they, for the most part, did. He didn't contribute that much. He had a few good runs. He provided some energy. Obviously, the guy's, you know, a masterclass. But France is deep. They have talent across the board. They can hurt you a million ways from Sunday. So, yeah, if you want to neutralize that guy on that side, they have so many other guys who are going to come in there and hurt you. And what's really fascinating about this is that after going up against Kyle Walker, another really pacey, 
solid uh, fullback. Now he's got to go up against his teammate. Yeah. Now he's going up against Ashraf Hakimi. These two guys obviously know each other. And with Morocco, they've done a lot of work in this tournament on that side of the field with Hakimi and Ziyech interchanging and working with each other to push up. I'm going to be fascinated to say, are they willing to do that? Are they going to be willing to put Hakimi up in advanced positions where he's exceptional, knowing that you have that speedster bulldozer just waiting for a ball to be turned over and be released? I don't know what's going to happen out there. And if they do something similar where they say, you know, we're not going to let him beat us. We're going to bracket him in. Then they're going to have to find ways on the other side of the field with Bufal or Amrabat. Like somebody else is going to have to provide the energy from the other end of the pitch so that Morocco even has a chance to score. I mean, so I almost say like Morocco has to either try to bunker in, keep this thing nil nil, and they're never going to have a chance to score, get it to penalties and then hope and pray. Because I, I don't know how else they, they can figure this or they do it. I mean, Hakimi is, is, a, is a burner, too. The, the guy's definitely fast, but he's yeah. not known for his defensive prowess. He, he's, he's definitely more along the lines of a Trent Alexander-Arnold uh, than, than anything else. So that is a great point. Look, Kylian Mbappe is one of the fastest guys literally on the planet right now. I mean, it, it's, it's unbelievable, his acceleration. And, yeah, that's a, that's a problem. And a guy I don't like that much, Antoine Griezmann, is playing amazing. He's really pulling the strings uh, in that true number 10. That's a great position for him in this France lineup. He, it, it fits him to a T. And he, he is very capable of picking a pass. And I think they're you know one or two through balls away from having some, some real issues. And keeping France off the board is definitely a different challenge than the rest of the sides that they've been going up against. Not to mention... Your man, sex on wheels, Olivier Giroud, just bagging goals. I was just about to say, I mean, Francis can just hit you so many ways. Yes, Mbappe can just embarrass you on the wing. But then you can play balls in to, to, to Olivier Giroud. He can hold up the ball. He can release those guys. He's great in the box. Obviously, he's had a scoring touch this tournament. You have Dembele on the other side, assuming he starts. He's super talented. You have Griezmann who can pull the strings from the middle. You can have a guy come out of the blue like Rabio who's going to find balls through the top of the box. He can put balls in. They just they have so many guys who can hurt you. I think I think everybody's starting to get the sense as to where we both are going with <laughs> All this. Right. I just you, you take you take I just you don't first, think, but yeah. You first. I, All props to Morocco for what they've accomplished here. Their fans, everything about this story has been just. It's been a pleasure to watch as a, as a fan of the sport. But that day is ending. That story is coming to an end. It is over for the run. I think France just come out. I think they're going to bulldoze them. I think they're going to be able to find one somewhere early. And then if Morocco has to stretch their lines ever so slightly, it is game over. I'm saying 3-0 France. I almost I almost had three as well, but I, I pulled back. I'm going to say 2-0. Uh, to the French, I'm sure that they will create a ton of chances. Uh, they are a machine right now. And uh, shout out to that dude. Did you see that bet? The guy that if, if France wins this, he picked like seven or eight consecutive champions. Everything from like the Rams in football to like some crazy bet. He took like a hundred, uh, you know, 150 bucks or something. And he's like looking to turn it into like 800 grand. Or something, just like that's how long the odds. I did are. not hear that. It, 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 Good it's, for him. It's something completely outrageous. 
Uh, I'm going to have to look that up and, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, on the review cast. But yeah, if, if, if this, if France is in the final and this guy takes home that amount of money uh, just off the strength of that futures bet, I mean, just probably the greatest bet ever placed. I mean, unbelievable stuff. 2022 World Cup is delivering on every single possible level. So uh, look, man, great to do this. We're absolutely wrapping one up pretty quick this time. We usually go on like a couple of rambling idiots. So maybe, maybe we got this one right. Just to review, I got 2-1 Argentina over Croatia. You have 2-1 Croatia. You have 3-0 to France. I have 2-0 to France. Let's see what we get here. 2 p.m. today. Croatia, Argentina, going to be an absolute cracker of a game. And uh, Jay and I will be back with some post-game analysis after Wednesday's matchups, heading into the final.